Hey everyone, this is Ken from Neon Goldfish. In this episode of the Neon Noise Podcast, we explore something called website traffic evaporation. Website traffic evaporation is tangible website traffic that leaves your website without a trace, likely forever. No phone call, no form submission, no demo request, nothing. Its likely cause is lack of direction for the website visitor, oftentimes coupled with the misconception that every visitor to your website is ready to buy your services today. We hope our conversation will help you figure out ways to convert more of that website traffic you worked so hard to attract into leads and customers. Enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Justin and Ken with Neon Noise. Today we are going to discuss a topic that many of you can relate to regarding visitors coming to your website and leaving without providing any way to contact them in the future. Ken, how are you today? I'm doing great, Justin. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, this topic's uh, an interesting one. Um, We actually like to call this uh, website traffic evaporation. Did we make that up? I think that uh, we might have. I don't know. I I, I came up uh, with this in a blog post, and uh, I did it a Google search. It kind of fits, search. though. It really does. <laughs> it works. It works. But I did a Google search just to see if uh, that was something I made up or if that's something I read somewhere, and I didn't find much on it from the, uh, the old Googs. So I'm thinking that maybe we invented something and didn't know about it. Um, if it's something that we invented that's noteworthy, I'm not quite sure. I think the jury's out on that. But it it describes what you just said very well, right? It's, it's website traffic that evaporates. It leaves it without a trace. And right. It's something that uh, I think is worth talking about because website traffic is the metric that everyone's kind of focusing on at the beginning, right? It's, it's the, it's the beginning stage. Step one is getting somebody to your website, right? And so it's focused. How many website visitors do I get to my website? And the more equals better, right? And so we spend time, we spend money, we spend hours pulling our hair out, uh, trying to get more traffic. And that's, you know, whether it's a, an AdWords campaign, your TV commercials, your business card, or a sandwich board guy walking down the street, right? Um, anything and everything, we get someone to your website to try to get them to become your customer. So what do you think the problem is? Is it just the fact that, you know, is is it a traffic problem or is it a problem actually converting those people into an opportunity, into a lead? Yeah, no, I think that it mostly lies in the latter there. It's uh, the conversion opportunities aren't there. Um, you have to think about the, think about how you buy something whenever you visit a store or a website are you are you ready to buy right when you walk in the door or the very second that you you visit that website? No. I mean No, you're not. I mean, you're going to you're going to do your research, you're going to look up items online, try to figure out, you know, all the answers to I don't want to talk to this person yet, right? Sure. Um and you're going to do your research online before you're actually going to either step into that store or make an online purchase, right? Absolutely. No, and, and the majority of the visitors come to your website, they're not ready to talk to you yet. I, I would say 95%, there's stats all over the place, but I would mm-hmm. say 90, 95% of the visitors come to your website, 
do not want to pick up the phone. I mean, you it's, think about that. You, you really, really think about that number and, you know, five people out of every 100 people that come to your website actually are ready to talk to you today. That's, sure. a, that's a huge number. Right. And what happened to those other 95? And that's what we want to try to solve, right, is, mm-hmm. is where the other how 95 can, How went. can we gather some of that information from those sure. folks? What can we yep. do? And, and yep. those other 95 percent they're, they're a little they're just in different stages of the buyer's journey right they're in sure. the the awareness or consideration stage not quite to mm. that decision stage yet right and they're they're still trying to figure out they're identifying their product trying to their their problem they're trying to figure out what uh what their symptoms are and uh who's going to be able to help them solve their issues right right and yeah. so there there's there's an important uh Thing to look at here is is how your website is is set up in in most websites how are they set up justin yeah i mean you you think about it and what's typical on a website for conversion opportunities that they they currently have are they're, they're just minimal you don't have a lot of opportunity to gather information it's a contact form it's a buy now button um, stuff along those lines where if I'm, if I'm just starting off and I'm trying to find information about a product, product or, or um, a service for, for whatever it is that you offer, I don't have a way to give the website, the website owner my information in order to gather that information. Does that make sense? It does. So you, I mean, you're, you're basically saying that their bottom of the funnel offers are, are what typical, right. are typically found on the websites. And yeah, you, there's, there's just not, there's not a lot of top of funnel, middle of funnel offers for anybody to provide information to us. Sure. But as a consumer, you're not looking to, you're not looking to provide that information as a consumer, but as a business owner, you're looking for ways to capture that capture information. Capture that information so that I can continue to try to reach that 95% of those folks that are coming to my website right now that I don't know are coming back. Exactly. So they're leaving. You're trying to, to capture, prevent them from evaporating, right? Correct. Absolutely. And so with that, some of the things that we can do to help capture their information. We use gated offers. I know that you'll hear uh, people say, I hate when people want my email address to download XYZ, right? Yeah, uh, but you need to, you, as long as you're providing value to that visitor, they're going to give you a email address, first name, in order to get that ebook or, you know, do a survey or a quiz case or study anything whatever along those lines. Case study, yes. Just it's, uh, it's, I plug my email address into so many fields to gather that information. Um, it's, it's very, very simple to do. Absolutely. And, and I think that it's important to, to acknowledge, yeah, sure, no one likes giving away their email no, address. no. I mean, someone might email you, right? But as you pointed out, valuable content, mm-hmm. valuable offers, they'll get people to opt in. Sure. See, these are the things that people, they, they don't want to talk to you about. However, they still want those answers. And it's, it's just a, a very easy way to get that information in front of them and still gain that email address. Sure. So now that we've collected... Uh, an email address, and this is likely from someone that is, you know, in the earlier stages of the sure. buyer's journey, mm-hmm. not ready to buy from you, not ready to 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 talk to you yet. Right? Do you, do you email them right away? Do you? What do you do? 
I would probably go ahead and recommend setting up some type of a nurturing campaign where we're going to email them, you know, it's going to vary depending on whether you're a school or you've got a, you know, an online store. But I would say that, you know, let's set up some type of a campaign where we're going to, we're going to mail this person. We're going to email this person about the information that they came to your website about over the next two months. And we're going to touch those people six times. And, you know, while we're doing that, okay, just think of, they've gone to all these other websites and they have not provided any information to them. So when they do, when they are ready to buy, they're going to remember that, hey, you know, company XYZ, they've been sending me these messages for the last six weeks and maybe there's an offer on there or something that piqued their interest. But as long as we're staying in front of them, when they come back and they're ready to buy, they're always going to remember us. Exactly. And that's when they're ready to buy because we can't tell when they're going to no. be ready to buy. They don't even know when they're going to be ready to buy. Right. Maybe they're, it's, uh, you know, one of the offers that we sent and one of the emails that triggered them. Sure. I mean, here's a great story. I just bought a new set of tires. Fun, right? No. <laughs> no. No. All right. So my Tires truck, and roofs and everything. Those yeah, are just, there's, no, there's no fun in that. There's so, no fun in it. I knew, <laughs> I, I knew that uh, winter is on its way up here in, uh, in, in Northwest Ohio and my tires have 50 plus thousand miles on the, the mm-hmm. truck, you know, the factory tires knew that, that I needed to buy a new set of tires. Okay. And I was planning on doing it here in the next, I don't know, couple weeks, kind of figured out through talking with my dad and, you know, different, uh, people that I was looking at probably getting a set of Michelins, but I didn't quite know for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, on Saturday, I noticed I had a big fat nail. <laughs> Good timing, right? Front passenger. <laughs> and I'm looking at this thing going, that thing's going to fall out. I'm going to get a flat tire at the worst right. time and have to change that thing. So I was going through the buyer's journey for a set of tires in sure. my decision stage, got accelerated by a nail. <laughs> so, yeah, I ended up going with the Michelins, and uh, that happened pretty quickly. But had I not seen that nail, I probably would have prolonged. Sure, you would have you would have put it off until you had uh, you know a snowfall or something along those lines in order to you know get you to want to go in and get those new tires. Absolutely. So you never know when that decision is going to happen, and as a marketer, just being present. In a passive way through an email drip can campaign is a great way to to, to right. establish that credibility, but also be present, be top of mind when that decision comes comes to light. Sure. So yeah, these these gated offers they're they're going to help present prevent the site visitors from from evaporating from leaving without. Sure. Uh, will we capture everyone? Absolutely not. That no. that's just not realistic. But, you know, if you think about it, so just going back to your tires, right? Say that say that the nail wasn't what you know, what what got you to go in and, and purchase those tires, and you know you did do a little bit of research, and and maybe you know you talked to your dad, and he said that you know Michelin tires are the way to go. However, you weren't sure about that, so if you did a little bit of research online and and went to that uh, that tire website and looked up Michelin tires and had some type of a guide or resource guide for that, you gave them that email address that you have. And, you know, they put you into some type of a drip campaign and it wasn't the nail that that got you to go in and get those tires. Then then guess what? You know, maybe that third email that came through was enough for you to say, okay, it's time for me to go buy those tires now. Absolutely. And there's 
it's that education, a process. I mean, what did I learn when I bought my tires? I mean, I know we're really going on and on about my tires here, but you got sweet I, tires, I, buddy. I I, think <laughs> I do like them. I really do. But I, I didn't, I didn't know really the difference. I wasn't uh, expecting to learn so much. I went with uh, an all season tire versus an all train tire. And right. I had to do a little bit of research on figuring out which was best for me. I do a lot of highway driving versus off roading through the mud much as I'd mm-hmm. like to do that. Most of my driving's <laughs> highway, right? So right. I had to buy the right tire for me. And sure. so a guide, you know, and would we're have... speaking hypothetically now, this is what mm-hmm. really happened, but a guide would have been something, how to choose the right tire for your for your use, for your, your light truck use. So my light truck is, you know, the F-150, and I pull my camper with it. And right. I don't, you know, I, like I mentioned, don't do the off-roading things along those lines. That would have helped me narrow mm. down my choices because there's a lot of different types of, even though I, I my dad said go Michelin, yeah. I didn't know which Michelins I was going to get. And boy, mm. oh boy, the, do they range in price, right? Right. I think what it boils down to is just, you know, providing valuable content to your consumers in all stages of the buying cycle. Exactly. Exactly. So you can catch them when they visit your site, capture them. Right wherever they're at, whether wherever they're at in their cycle and then, you know, continue to reach out and provide them with value throughout that journey until they're ready to actually pull the trigger and buy. Absolutely. So let's, let's look at this then. If we're, if, if, if someone, one of our listeners is is asking themselves, Mm -hmm. all right, great. How do I introduce what's, what's the best route for setting up these offers Sure. Uh, on my website, what's some things that that they should could, could should consider, or what what are some obvious things that we could they could look out for? I think the most obvious things to do, and you know, I personally I'm 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 big on surveys and quizzes and stuff along those lines. <clears throat> it's something that people don't feel pressured into doing. And, you know, they're going to get some type of reward in the end. So, you know, take them through a process and understand a little bit more about them and provide them with, you know, the best solution for whatever their problem is. And you can do that through, um, you know, offering some type of quiz on whatever the service or product is that you offer. One thing I like about the surveys and the quizzes you just mentioned is they're engaging and there's an immediate response. Yep. With ebooks, there's a lot of value in an ebook, a white paper, a case study. Sure. But depending on their length, it, it might be something that you download and, and you don't get to right you away. To you, you might mm-hmm. read it later on or something along those lines. And, and again, I think that plays into it. But the one thing I really do like, and I think why you see a good response uh, or strong conversion with a survey or quiz is, is that, that immediate response that uh, that engagement and immediate response that i'm going to fill out these forms or answer these questions and get some type of immediate feedback sure i think that um i saw i saw a really good uh quiz or actually i think it was a i don't know if it was a quiz or a survey but on on you know how to select the the right hot tub for you and you went through a series of, I think, you know, around like 10 questions or something along those lines. Right. And if I'm, if I'm, if I'm looking for a hot tub and I have no idea on, you know, what the best hot tub is or, or any of that information, 
this takes me literally five minutes to get through, right? I go, right. I fill my questions out, and in the end, it gives me, you know, three options that here's the best hot tubs for you. You know, these are the reasons why, based on the information that you provided to me. And, you know, you see that information right away. You collect that information right away. And then if it's something that you're not ready to buy today, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to buy a hot tub today. Right. However, you know, after I select and, and plug all my information in there, then, you know, that consumer can, you know, is, is going to get information based off of whatever it is that they selected on that program. Sure. So, so it did the research for you. Right. They did all the research for you. That's so, awesome. Instant gratification as a consumer. Can it get any better or not? No, it's, it's, it's great. So. All right, Justin, one thing that I think we need to, to touch on is, is a call to action. Uh, really Absolutely. what one is and how it plays into a website visitor actually, because that's, that's the thing, a call to action or lack of call to action has a huge impact mm-hmm. on if your website traffic visitors uh, convert or not. You, you got a great conversion opportunities on your website, but if you don't tell if them, you don't, yeah, if you don't tell them what to do, they're not going to get to that landing page and be able to fill that information out in order for you to get to gain that information. Exactly, exactly. So the the clear, concise direction that's prominent in their face, above the fold, or or multiple calls to action on a page, right? How many how many calls to action, you know, what what is typical? What is good? Is is it uh, you know, two call to action and two calls to action on a on a page? Should I have five? What 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 is a good number? I you know that that's a great question. I in the right answer is is yes. I mean, there's it it, it depends on testing and conversions. Obviously, you want to have one clear concise Main. direction. Right. Per page, mm-hmm. right? But you can have more than sure. one call to action. Uh, one prominent, one that's secondary. So sure. let's say that you came to, uh, let's say you had a blog post that was on website mm-hmm. traffic evaporation, right? Right. And you had a call what, to action. What would you have? What would your what would your CTA, what would your call to action be on, on that blog post? Well, uh, you could uh, do a checklist of some sort, a download to that, see yeah, if you had good. a a call if to you're action experiencing website traffic evaporation exactly so if you have calls to action if your if your traffic is 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 high and your conversion rate is low and compute how to compute that conversion rate and all those those things that involve a checklist like that would be something i think someone that just finished reading that article probably not ready to talk to you or buy anything from no, you but right they're going to find some value in that and sure yeah but a sidecar uh, to that, you know, maybe in the uh, on the right hand side, uh, in the sidebar itself of the web page, you could also include a call to action for free marketing assessment. Sure. So that they're perhaps they're they're sold. I need I need CTAs. I need to stop my website traffic evaporation. I need help now. I don't want to do any more research. I want help today they're straight to the bottom of the funnel they want to they want to chat right so that could be the instance where you'd have a a secondary call to action right yeah that would be great so what form do these calls to actions typically take though justin are we talking are they all are they only buttons 
No, I mean, you, your CTAs can be anything from from a button, yes. Um, you can have a nice graphical banner. You could do a nice video. Um, just making sure that we're instructing the, the visitor on exactly what they should do and where they should go next. Well, a CTA, normally you're driven to a landing page. And a landing page is going to be uh, very pointed and direct with for exactly what they're looking for, right? Absolutely. Uh, you yeah. you, you want to say so? Some some general. I've had people argue with me on this. I have to, to disagree, but I think a landing page should be void of a phone number, mm-hmm. of navigation, yeah, uh, anything that's going to to Take distract them away from why they got there. It should be a page within your website mm-hmm. that is linked to from your call to action that mm-hmm. is specifically about the offer. In continuing sure. the process of the CTA, right? If they right. want, if you're trying to get them to fill out a form to get a free marketing assessment, then mm-hmm. take don't everything away from there. Don't dangle another yeah. carrot in front of them that can yeah, distract them. No I mean, reason to. Right. I think exactly. about the uh, dog from the movie Up, where he's squirrel. You know, it's it's so easily our consumers distracted, and we've had them right there, and then all of a sudden, poof. We gave yeah. them something else to look at, and they're gone. So the landing pages really, in my opinion, and I think you agree with me on this, Justin, need to be very concise and direct. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Um, so what do you, what do you think there are, what do you think are some things that, that someone listening right now today can do could today? Do? Yeah. I think, um, you know, just to start, there's there's a handful of things that you could do, but you know, just paying attention to your metrics, pay attention to your website metrics. Do you know um, how many people you are converting right now? Are you converting at five percent? Are you converting at three percent? Um, make sure that um, you know that's something that you are tracking on a regular basis. Um, performing some type of a, an audit on your website. Um, extremely important, you know, go through it and see, you know, these are the, these are the call to actions that I currently have right now. Um, think about some of the stuff that we talked about. Would it be beneficial to add additional conversion opportunities to your blog post, to your sidebar, stuff along those lines? So looking at everything with your web, I mean, really taking an honest look at your website, right? Yep. Going through and choking around yourself thinking than it it is. just think about it because majority of sites out there, they've got, they, they build their website. It's done. They put their content on there and it's the same thing for it's 12 months, it's two years, sure. three years. It's the same exact information. You're not doing anything in order to increase those conversion opportunities. Go through and do a thorough, thorough check on everything that you have going on. Exactly. No, I can agree with you more that, the time in, uh, invested in the original build, everyone is always so exhausted at the end, right? And yep. all they want to do is let's put this thing live and let's put it live about it and... until the next re. And well, that's exactly right. what we're trying to combat here, right? Is is sure because then you continue on with your marketing efforts, building yeah. all this traffic to a site mm-hmm. that's been untouched and unchanged. So, complete website audit, being completely honest with yourself and really tearing this thing up and testing, right? So testing. the the metrics you mentioned were with Google Analytics or whatever analytics platform and, mm-hmm. and knowing what that that is, right? 
Know what your conversion rates are. You know, know what your traffic looks like. Absolutely. Doing your website audit. And then I think just, you know, after, after you've gone through those steps, it would be to, you know, formulate some type of plan, some type of strategy to start getting those, you know, new pieces of content resources and whatnot in play. Sure. So identifying some, what you think would be valuable content. Obviously we're trying to, to think we're going to gate these offers. So it has to be valuable enough or have a big enough impact for someone to really want to give up their email address or, or some type of exchange to give in the get, right? Exactly. Do we have anything to give away today? Do we have anything to give away, give away today? <laughs> do, do we have anything? Are we I directing them to anything today? <laughs> I don't think this is the Oprah show. You get an elephant, and you get an elephant, and you get a boat. <laughs> I don't think we have anything. All right. So, hey, we're not giving anything away today. <laughs> Tough. Uh, fun stuff. Yeah, we'll, uh, I think uh, Applebee's gift card for some riblets, maybe. <laughs> Uh, All right, a chocolate sundae at Sizzler. Uh, what we will figure something out. Very good. Uh, All right, so you know, bottom line, um, just to recap a little bit, uh, you know, pay attention to your website metrics. You know, do your website audit, and you know, figure out a plan to start creating some new content. Absolutely, without a doubt. And then, and I, and as far as giveaway, I guess we could t- direct them to our show notes, right? Uh, Neon Goldfish. <laughs> forward slash podcast uh that's where you can go and uh, we'll have some we'll have some type of goodie there for everyone awesome all right guys we're out of here this is justin and ken with neon noise see you next time